Welcome to Offstage, everybody. We're so thrilled you're joining us again for another conversation between Dean and I. Uh, we love sitting here and, and just being able to talk and bringing you into the into the table with us. So, uh, Silver Fox, Dean, how you doing there, brother? I'm excited. Doing good. Good to be with you, as always, Scott, talking about stuff like this. So, thank you. You know, I always get bothered by the word always. Yeah, well. <laughs> so, because I know you're lying. I'm a positive uh, guy. You are. You are positive. In fact, your, your blood type is B positive. Uh, it's AB positive. How do you know? Yeah, mine's B positive too, which oh, is it's really funny. Um, Yours is B positive. Down to the core, man. Uh, we are having a great time. We are we are diving into the, the fruit of the spirit. We are we are now on eight of nine. We we, we have been crazy. rolling through you know love, joy, peace, patience, all this stuff. We got They're through all, all of good. this, um, and now we're going to talk about gentleness today, which which I think probably of the nine is one of the most misunderstood. Yeah, I think that's true. I don't think it's seen very as a very attractive thing in our culture, mm. right? No, it's it's not. Yeah. And I think I think or of all the others, men. like yeah. like even people outside of the Christian faith can understand faithfulness. They know what it is, right? Like you know, they understand patience, they right. understand love, they understand joy. Yeah, gentleness is one that is twisted because right. people attribute it with this weird nature of. Like, if you're gentle, then you just become a doormat. You get walked all over, and people right. just take advantage of you and all that stuff. And as we're going to see today, that is not the case. You don't right. have to get walked over to be gentle. Or they'll see it as a feminine quality. Yeah. More typically. Yeah, you were talking about being the bride of Christ yesterday, and I said... <laughs> I, 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 did I, I say I, that? I, did, you, I yeah. said that I don't want to wear a dress. I don't want to wear a dress. And I, so I, te- I texted Matt, and I said, I think I found my next Photoshop project. <laughs> no, no. Um, so y'all be looking for that picture. No, I couldn't do that. It would give me nightmares. Um, so, But we are. It's interesting. So let's talk about this, because gentleness also translated in some translations as meekness. Right. Okay. Which even more so is, you know, we the pastors always say, well, meekness is not weakness, you know, right. and, and that kind of thing. In, in the original Greek, it's it's pros or prautes or yes. whatever it is, and it, and it translates mildness of disposition. Right. Right? And, and we probably all can think of somebody we know who, who we would say is a gentle person. Right. And we don't necessarily think of them as weak. Right. It's, it can be a temperament thing. Yeah. Somebody's think, just more nice and gentle in their in their. Naturally speaking, but what we're talking about is not natural; it's supernatural. Yeah, this is supernatural. It, it can enhance your natural nature. It, your, go, your, it can know. go. It, you can see it in people who are otherwise naturally very aggressive, very strong. People can, because it has nothing to do with natural temperament. It has everything to do with the presence of God's spirit. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, so the world kind of views gentleness as being spineless, having no backbone, having right. no, you know, like not, not, not really being strong. Right. And dominant. Right. And I think the Bible tells us something totally different. Yeah. So where would we get that idea? Sports, maybe? Uh, Sports. Action movies. movies <laughs> just just America. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we're going to, you know, we get in there and it's like, yeah. we're going to go and just, you know. Yeah. You know, you think about back at me, you know, Toby Keith, you know, like, right. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put a Well, there. I think of a lot you of know. movies I love to watch, you know, the, the Bourne series, the Mission Impossible series. The hero is, or even equalizer with Denzel. Oh, I mean, you that, got the yeah. strength. They're taking revenge. They're flexing their muscles, and they're 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 turning out good in their life. And and, and the way it's dramatized is as I can make my life happen. Yeah, well, through, y- through my own strength and ability, and, and and let's win at all costs. So sports would be we got to win. America prides himself at winning, being the most 
powerful military in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's so true. And you just said it. It's it's I can. Right. That they've removed the God equation. From right. It. Right. You know, and that's it. I had a conversation with the junior high baseball boys that I was coaching, that I'm coaching right now for the school. And and we won a game 13 to 3 or something like that, blew it out. But then I had the coach come over and tell me, hey, one of your boys was, was talking a whole lot of trash. And so, you know, we're at the end of the game, and, and the other coach is talking to them and is excited about their win. He doesn't know I know this information. And so I come over at the end in the huddle, and I said, okay. I said, awesome win. I said, but I'm going to tell you right now. You lost your testimony. Hmm. I said, and to me, that matters way more than anything else. Hmm. I said, don't ever let it happen again. And, and, and it kind of laid into him. I laid it to him hard, and it was I didn't single out the kid that did it because we kind of knew who did it. I'm not gonna don't let it happen again. I said there's a bigger picture here, That's you know, good. than, That's than a winning. It's a teaching moment. It's a teaching moment, and mm-hmm. so I said I don't want to take away the win. You guys play great, but but all that, but it is. It, it's I and, love and, that. Man. And the danger is the culture around us can very easily shape us. I mean, we are inundated with culture, right? Um, each and everywhere. I mean, everywhere you go to the store, you go to the thing, you're driving in your car, you're all all that kind of stuff. Everything around us is not gentle or meek. Right. Be aggressive. I would even say that right now in our culture today, even it's not even necessarily a character quality you see in women a lot of gentleness or meekness. Right. Um, but we know, again, where does this all come from? When we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit, it all comes from being in the Spirit. Right. It's in the Spirit. God's Spirit in you is stronger than what's around you. And so we can be gentle in a world of ungentleness. Yes. We can be meek in a world of aggressiveness. Right. And, and that's what we want to be. So it's not weakness. It's strength under control. Uh, you think about the, the potential of God's power being harnessed through God's will. That's so it. it's like a big horse taking the bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah a, a giant horse. I mean, right. th- there's a reason they don't, they don't reference cars by manpower. It's right. horsepower. Yeah. They're big and strong. Listen, if that horse wanted to throw you wherever he wanted to throw you, he would. Right. But when, when it's broken... Is is the word, and I always found that weird. We we broke the horse, and I'm like, no, you brought its strength under control. You've actually made the horse stronger. Yeah. Because now you can put its effort and energy into something that matters. Right. Uh, but yeah, a horse with a bit in its mouth that that it can be controlled by the rider. Right. You know, a little bit of thing, and it's amazing. It's a little four inch piece of metal that can control that horse and get it to do what you want it to do, but only only once the horse is, is willing to do it. And the horse shows the two qualities, the tameness and the gentleness. The tameness is the meekness. That's the submission, yielding self. And then the gentleness is the effect. You know, the horse isn't going to be bucking and kicking and all that. It's, it's, it's huge, and it could do that, but it doesn't because it's, 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 it's tameness to, to, toward itself leads to a gentle approach instead of coming in, shoving, pushing, roughness you know it's it's a soft touch because it's tame to the one you know that it's yielded to yeah yeah it's not it's not a low level of living right right low it's, it's not that you're like just oh whatever you know right. it, it's it's not a mild salsa version of living right you you could still there but it's under control right it's like you know you go you ever looked at like all the wing sauces and you go and it's like oh this one will kill you <laughs> like then you know and then there's the other one it's like you might as well not even put it on your wings. Right. It's somewhere in the middle, yeah. you know, and that, and that kind of thing. And so people tend to either put gentleness and strength on both ends of that spectrum, and right. it's really not. No. It, it's, it's in the middle. And it, and it takes a strong person to be gentle. Yeah. It does. It, it takes an incredibly strong person. You know, I DJ weddings, and it, it's been amazing to me to see all the dads 
Like I, I watch the dads because I am one, and I know I'm going to go through this process. But I love watching dads. You see these big, strong men, you know, calloused, just whatever. And and then the moment it's time for the father-daughter dance or, or to walk your daughter down That's the good. aisle or whatever, they're just – They melt. They just melt. You know, they, they just do. I love that. So That's a great picture. Um, I plan on skipping. Uh, when it's my turn, <laughs> but that's a whole separate thing. <laughs> but but gentleness. You got ha- a beautiful daughter. I I do, and and I yes, love the fact that she has decided that she don't. She's she's gonna wait, and so that talked to her well. yesterday. Um, she she's incredible. I love her to yeah. death. Uh, but let's talk about let's talk about this because there there are there's lots of examples in the scripture of of gentleness that I think will help reshape what this looks like. Right. Let, let's talk about this because again, like you said, it's not it's not a natural. Like gentleness, you know, some people are, and I think that's the confusion because some people are like, well, I'm just so exactly. sorry. Exactly. You know, and, and, and then you and just other look at people them and you're are like, brash and more just. When you, you know, hear somebody like that, you, you. Everybody could be gentle no matter what your personality is like through the spirit. Yeah. Right. And so they're supernatural, but, but the, like you said, the, the meekness or the gentleness is focused on themselves and God, right. but it coexists with great strength. Right. Right. So let's talk about him. Let's go through the Bible. Abraham. Right. Okay. Obviously, we know the story of Abraham. He was Abram. He was, he is Abraham. You know, he had Lot with him. Right. Both of them became incredibly wealthy, incredibly well off, had tons of tons of, you know, livestock, all this kind of stuff. Right. So they get to a point in Genesis, what, Genesis 13 or whatever it is, where they got they need to divide. It, it becomes obvious that okay, we need to divide and kind of go our separate ways to right. give our not because we hate each other, but because there's tension and we just need to whatever. And so Abraham gives Lot. He says, okay, look out here. You pick. Do you want to go right or do you want to go left? Well, on the right, you know, or, and maybe this is not whatever this, but this is the way. On the right was just gorgeous. Everything right. was fertile. It was green and luscious and whatever. And then on the left, it was kind of barren and, yep. you know, whatever. Well, Lot, who probably was not gentle. Right was like, well, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to go where it looks good. Yeah. You know, which we actually know was closer to Sodom, which we could take and use that for right. so many different illustrations. Abraham didn't Abraham could have pulled rank. Yeah. He could have been like so he's older, yeah. Yeah, he could have been he like no, I'm going over there. Yeah. He was he was also wealthier than Lot. Right. He could have pulled rank and said, "I'm going over here, you go over there, and that's just the way it's going to be." Right. That would not have been gentle. Right. He didn't argue with Lot, he didn't try to talk a lot out of it, he let him go. Right. And didn't hold it against him, which I think is huge. Right. Because we see later on, Lot gets carried off by the kings of Sodom and right. you know, this kind of stuff. What does Abraham do? He rescues them. Yeah. Takes 318 of his strongest men right. and goes and destroys them and basically brings back Lot, his family, his yeah. stuff, everything. So he wasn't weak. He was not weak right. at all. Right. So we see this, but he was gentle. It wasn't a right. do this the way. And I think that for as a dad, I'm, I'm constantly going, okay, have I overstepped this? Am I am I not gentle? Am I am I you know? Right. Um, because I can I can be very ungentle when it comes to parenting my kids. Right. You know, I've I have been corrected by my wife a lot because I'm one that's like, hey, if we continue to have a problem with this. I'll just put a hammer through it. It's not a problem. I've, I've told my kids that with their phones or, the, or yeah. whatever. I'm like, if you continue to disrespect me, I said, I have no problem putting a hammer through your phone. My wife's like, you're not, you're not doing that. <laughs> I'm like, that's not very gentle. You know, and I'm like, yeah, it's fair. But I am. I just, I remember it's, it's exactly like my dad. And so there's a, there's a gentleness. So Abraham was one. Moses. Right? We know Moses' story of the 40, 40, and 40. 
Moses had everything. His first 40 years of his life, he was an Egyptian. Right. Son of Pharaoh, wealthy, couldn't, I mean, all of that. Prince of Egypt. He was the prince of Egypt. Right. What did he do? He identified with the suffering of his fellow Hebrews, slaves, and chose to bear their reproach rather than enjoy the riches and the comforts of Egypt. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that takes a whole lot of submitting to the will of God because (laughs) we all love comfort. Right. You know? And so he he does. And then then we see what happens. He ends up doing this. But we also see that he has a side to him of correction and stuff. When he's leading the people through... Through the desert, right? You know, he goes up on Mount Sinai, gets the Ten Commandments. He comes down. He sees them worshiping this golden calf that, mysteri- according to Aaron, mysteriously came up yeah. out of it. Which I'm like, <laughs> you're an idiot. Um, it, it had to be a little brother thing. He had to be like, yeah. And and what does he do? Throws down the tablets as as a sign of his anger, righteous anger. Yeah. Again, righteous anger. Yeah. He throws it down, and, and, and then and then and then I love that he grinds up the golden calf, and he makes him drink it. Makes I mean, he he like it. he corrects it. He's right. like, we ain't we ain't doing this. Yeah, um, you know that kind of stuff. But he he did, and 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 it just shows you you can be meek, right. and gentle, and still confrontational, right? When it when it's time, right? And you won't put up with certain things. You won't. You, you have won't, lines. You won't have a mild response when. When something needs to be confronted, yeah. Right. And you can still express anger. Again, anger is not a sin as long as you're angry at what God's angry at. And we typically tend to be angry over ourselves, stuff that's focused on ourselves. So meekness is focused on self, not just on life in general. It's focused like my relationship with God and toward myself. That's where I'm meek. That's where I'm tame. That's where I'm gentle. But then in my life as a whole, there could still be aggression. There could still be confrontation if needed. Yeah, yeah. You, you can still be aggressive. You can still be incredibly passionate for God, right? But still handle it in a meek way, right? You know, it's it's all about how you handle it, not what you handle. Yeah, uh, that that's meekness, right? You know, and let's just be honest. When we when we react in anger, we typically don't react the right way, right? We end up saying things. I mean, how many times have you said something to your spouse out of anger or Never. out of frustration? Okay, I'll call her. Um, <laughs> it's fine. I tell you, I do. I, I, I have been guilty of that. And it's um, usually something we regret. And it's something we regret. Yeah. But when we've handled it with gentleness, typically it, it shows love. It brings unity faster. Right. It does all of these things. Right. You can still deal with the issue. Right. You know? Um, and so, okay, so we got Abraham, we got Moses, we got David. Yeah, we already did this David one. David killed his thousands. It's all. Yes. Yeah, we, yeah, you right? talked about this, I think. Uh, for some reason, I associate this with you. Maybe you did it in a sermon or we did it here well, in a podcast, but you're talking about Saul. You associate David with me. I Remember when I'm, he had David yeah, and he no. had a chance to kill Saul and he didn't? Oh, yeah. He, didn't dude, he was in the back. Yeah, that? I think I talked about it in a sermon method because yeah. there, there's a lot of different reasons. I'm like, one, guys don't go into a cave to That's right. that the whole another conversation. <laughs> they they only go into a cave for a very special circumstance. Um, and yeah, he, he he got up and cut off the the hem of his robe right. and, and then felt guilty by it. He had it. It was interesting all through David's life. I mean, Saul tried to pin him to a wall. Saul tried to make David a piece of art right. like three or four different times. Right. Right? David was a warrior even more so than Saul. So if David wanted to go hand to hand with Saul, right. he probably could have. Right, you know, um, but, but he, he didn't. Yeah, but he said over and over again that he would not take for himself what only God could give. Right, he would never disrespect the throne of God. Right, the the, the throne of the king, 
because he knew in God's time, right. God would give it. And, and he would not bring into his life things that only God could bring in right. his time. Right. So, so he spent years wandering, running, scared, after being anointed king of Israel. Which just willing is, to wait for God to bring what he couldn't a take willingness for himself. to wait. Yeah. Most that's of meanness. us that's gentleness. Yeah. Most of us would, would force it. Right. Well, I mean, let's just let's just be honest. Most yeah. of us would force it. Right. You know, and so it's 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 one of those things that you learn to be gentle. Right. So I think David was a perfect example of that. Yeah, because you know, then he went on to become the greatest king in Israel. And what's on the flag today? The star of David. Yeah. Absolutely. His legacy. He is by far the best king. And the one that God still, you know, th- hundreds of years later was saying, I'm still going to bless you for the sake of my, my servant David, whose heart is wholly given to me. He, he, David was incredibly blessable because of that attitude. He's, he's willing to wait on God. He's not going to take it for himself. So many people just grab what they think is good in life, and they never give the chance for God to give them what's best, you know, what's yeah. That's true. That, yeah. that, that is such a true point, is that yeah. we, we can always say yes to good, but, but we never have the opportunity to say yes to best because we don't wait. Because we don't wait. And, yeah. and there's this whole idea. So, yeah, so, you know, I, obviously I know God's providential hand, and so David had been picked out and all that kind of stuff. But you just wonder, okay, if, if you forget the whole God's ways are higher than our ways. Right. If David had reacted and taken right. Saul's life, right. would we now, 2,000 years later, be talking about David in the same way? Of course not. Yeah, no. Right? It, the, the what ifs are so hard, but of course it had to be. And you play it because you know God. God knew that, and that's why He chose David. That's but, why he I, mean, chose I get David, all that. Yeah. So, uh, and then and then we move into the New Testament. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we could probably say Peter was probably not gentle most of his life. Right. Um, he hopped off to some dude's ear. Yeah. He, and this is why I identify with Peter because Peter would put his foot in his mouth a lot, but he was yeah. doing it. He was doing it for the right reasons, but it was right. You know, okay. Stephen, the first Christian martyr. Right. This is amazing. Yeah. Like. We don't really hear anything about Stephen, right. and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, in Acts seven, look, this is this is this is amazing. I want to read this. Acts seven, in verse fifty-four, it says, "When the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him." Stephen had just told them, basically, told them off for Jesus. Like right. he kind of was like, "No, I'm gonna. This is it." But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, again, go back to what this calls us, right? right? Gentleness looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. He said, look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. <laughs> at this, they covered their ears and yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. This is you know, Paul. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he had fallen asleep, which he died. Um, I've never had rocks thrown at me, literally. I have probably metaphorically. I don't don't typically react this way. Like, and Stephen is like, I see Jesus. And don't hold their sins against them. Which he's full of Holy Spirit. Now, where else in the Scripture have you heard? Yeah. Don't hold their sins against them. Yeah, Christ on the cross. You want to talk about yeah. the embodiment of Jesus? Right. That's right. Jesus shining through because it's His Spirit. It's gentleness. the Spirit of Jesus. It's the Spirit of Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. It, it's so it's going to look like Christ in us, the hope of glory. Yeah. And this right here, this shows you there is power 
in the spirit because right. Stephen being martyred this way caused Christianity to just right. explode. Right. The blood of Stephen, the blood of the first Christian martyrs, just catapulted. Right. The, 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 it, it, it enhanced the story. It, 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 right. you know, it was a personal experience. And when we're filled with the Spirit, we can be gentle no matter what others do to us. Right. If, I, if I can be filled with the Spirit, if I can walk in the Spirit, my gentleness will allow me to handle any situation. Yeah. Because I'm not matching anger for anger. Right. I'm not matching fight for fight. I'm not matching condemnation for condemnation. I'm not, you know. Which it seems like you push away. If we're not gentle, we push away the good thing that God's going to do. So, so even in a tough situation where you're, you're being wronged, if you react and make that worse, then you're just delaying the blessing that will eventually come to your life. But if you react yeah. in a way that's more like asbestos, you know, and, and it just sort of puts out the anger, it takes two to fight. So, so if we're gentle, there's no fight that's going to happen, you know. Right. And so then we're not making it worse. We're not reacting. Now we can get past that to, to the next thing in our life, which is going to be so much better. And right. anyway, so gentleness turns away wrath. We'll get we'll get to the, the how it goes with other qualities, but you can see it with Stephen. He was being greatly wronged. He didn't do it. He was just a spirit filled deacon in the church. He was a, he was a great leader, and he preached a sermon, and they killed him. And he didn't react. And I've never had a sermon that good. I got to tell you. <laughs> well, I've been run out of town a few times. Well, that's a separate that's conversation. <laughs> that's a different podcast. Um, yes. But then, of course, the fifth one is obviously Jesus. Right. right? I mean, Zachari- right. Zechariah 9 says this. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt. The foal of a donkey. It's interesting because it wasn't, it wasn't a white horse. He didn't come in with guns a-blazing. Right. Uh, it wasn't a war animal, and he came in on a donkey, which was just wimpy. Yeah, even today, like when you're when you're driving past a farm, and you're right. like, okay, horse, horse, donkey. <laughs> that's, that's what right. Jesus chose yeah. to come in on. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it, it, it was kind of it was it was wimpy compared to what culture would tell you. It right. was even wimpy compared to culture in that day. Right. Because when they had their military parades and stuff, right. it, it, I envision it more like that scene in Aladdin. Yeah, you know, make way for Prince right, right. You know that yeah. kind of that wasn't him, but in his gentle way, in all of that, Jesus accomplished exactly what he was called to do. Right. He stormed the gates of hell right. in gentleness. Beat didn't mean devil. he wasn't confrontational. <laughs> yeah. Didn't mean he didn't he didn't stand up for what. When we say fight, we don't mean standing up for what you believe. We're talking about fighting means you're fighting against the person. Standing up for your convictions is fighting against the thing. Right. That's where gentleness allows you to to do it. Right. So. And so yeah, let's, let's let's talk about this. You know, you, you think about Isaiah fifty three, which is one of the greatest um, chapters in the Bible, prophecy of Jesus, and it talks about him as the Lamb. And so here's here's what he says in verse in verse seven. It says he was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. He did all of this. He went. You know, you picture of a lamb. You know. It, it, they just they don't say anything. They, they, yeah. you know, he did not open his mouth. He could have. He could have called down the angels. He could have called down. He could have been like, "I'm done with this. It's over." And he could have spoke. We know he had the power. We saw it in his story. But he chose not to because he chose to be gentle in that conflict because he knew what the bigger mission was. Right. And and I especially think of that. You know, when he was being crucified, but even before that, when he was falsely accused. I don't know if you've ever been falsely accused. That that you you want to defend yourself. You want to. And Jesus could have. He could have. 
He didn't even talk to Herod. He didn't even dignify Herod at all with even a word. But with Pilate, he spoke a couple times, but nothing was... He didn't look at Pilate and think, oh, my whole destiny is in your hands. He knew there was that bigger picture, just like Stephen. He saw the bigger picture like, you know, you wouldn't even have this, this power over me if it wasn't given you. And so he didn't need to... He didn't need to defend himself, you know. I think I think gentle people see the bigger picture. They see past, you know. God is going to have to make my life happen. I'm not going to make it happen. It's going to have to be brought to me. I'm not going to take it, you know. And and when and and when the Spirit helps us realize the best things in life are given by God, you don't you don't push and shove and get there first to try to get it, you know. And right. that that's what our culture is doing. I think. I never forget. My dad used to use the analogy of politics. He said it's like a bunch of men and women trying to climb a grease pole and stepping on each other to get to the top. That's like a perfect analogy, but especially that, given our culture today. That, there's a lot of companies like that. There's sure. a lot of, and anyway, the the root of that is I gotta push. I gotta get. I gotta beat you to get to the good things. Yeah. I gotta get you know compete with you to get to the whatever that is. The girl, the job, the money, yeah. the, the the best things that are out there in life are they. Are they really something we grab for ourselves? Are they things that are brought to us by God? And 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 a gentle person knows it has to be brought brought yeah, to you. Not yeah. not 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 in reality as believers, we we know that God has to bring that all to us, and we we can walk in it, and it is true. Yeah. But but it's important because gentleness is incredibly important, and it's it's associated with a lot of different words right in, in scripture. And so let, let's quickly talk about them because we're, we're right. running running out of time. Um, maturity. You know, in First Timothy three, it's 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 one of the qualities of an elder, right? Are they gentle? You do not want the power and influence in in the church to be given to those who will use it roughly, right. or aggressively, right, or selfishly, and they need to be willing to be held accountable themselves. Yeah, yeah. there's there's a gentleness. They have to right. process things with it with a gentleness. We we see it attached to wisdom, right? Right. James, who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show it by his good behavior, his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. Wise people tend to be gentle. Yes. And right? the reverse is too. People who right. react and who are rough are, are foolish. Yeah. yeah. Well, you think of like Yoda. Yeah. I mean, how many, how, many, how many scenes did Yoda fight? <laughs> but he was incredibly wise. Yeah. Go, he must. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean... Harsh words and actions. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> had to do it. I have to. Uh, harsh words. Yeah. You know, <laughs> harsh words and actions reveal foolishness. Fighting is a sign of weakness, not strength. Right. When you get aggressive, and again, right. not fighting for something, fighting with someone, or or yeah, fighting because you were. A f- yeah, because uh, because your feelings got hurt. Right. Because, you could you know, fight to protect somebody or defend someone else, but because you're offended, because you're hurt, to hit back, it's the old turn the cheek. Je- yeah. Jesus will I guess apply the that. Reactionary yeah. fighting right. reveals weakness. It, and, and the old statement is true. It takes more strength not to fight in those in those situations. Conversation I had with my son the other day. He was pitching um, against a baseball team, and the kid leaned over the plate and and got hit in his elbow guard and took his base. Braden knows that's not allowed. Yeah, the umpire knows knew it wasn't allowed, and he he dealt with it later. But Braden goes, "That's okay. The next time he comes up, I'm gonna hit him in the back." I'm like, "No, you're not." Right. No, you're not. Well, and that's a great teachable moment. No, you're not. And he just looked at me. I was like, "He deserves that." And then you're reacting. No, you're not. But that's a crucial lesson for Braden at a young age, Mm -hmm. because that's where do do you need to hit back? Now you're at their level. Yeah. You know, you're just a knee jerk reaction, and you're not part of the solution. You're part of more of the problem. Yeah. Don't don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. Right. 
Unity is another one, right? Ephesians 4, with all humility and gentleness, with patience showing forbearance to one another in love, be diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the, in, in the, hand of pe- in the bond of peace. Right. right? I wish I could read my own notes. It's terrible. In the bond of peace. <laughs> it, it, gentleness will, will unify people. Right. It, it, it just will. Proverbs 15, 1, a gentle answer turns away wrath. Right. Right? Anger of others towards us plus our angry reaction is fighting. Right. Right, and we're fighting for, and, and usually we forget what we're fighting about because we right. then are fighting about fighting. Right, you know, gentleness <laughs> makes us part of the solution, not the problem. Is exactly what you said, right? And so then we got ministry. We, we see this in ministry, right? First um, Thessalonians, but we prove to be gentle among you as a nursing mother tenderly cares for her own. This is the way Paul ministered. Gentle correction, gentle nudging, gentle right. everything. He was never like super aggressive, right? He had all the authority. Right. But it makes us approachable. Right. People will come and ask you. Right. And they will talk to you. Bring their sins. Yeah. You know, pastors have to be gentle. Yeah. Um, they can be aggressive and they can be very, very pointed on stage. We, we, right. When we're standing on the Word of God, you can be very direct. Right. That's the thing is direct and gentle can go hand in hand. Right. Yeah. Uh, we see correction. That's one that, that goes in there. It says, you who are spiritual, restore such one with a spirit of gentleness. Right. This can be scarier than yelling. Yeah. You know, parenting even, if you're yelling, yelling, it's like their kids get over that. But if there's that quiet gentleness, they don't, ugh, that's even scarier. Yeah, you ever come home to your parent and yeah. they're, just, they're just sitting on the couch and it's like. That's, that hits harder. Yeah. It's that smile, and you hate to see even the change can, can of expression. Can you just hit me, please? My parents uh, yeah. were that way, and if they changed their expression to disappointment, I would, I would just be fractured. I would be, ah, oh, that was the worst thing. They didn't have to yell and scream and, mm-hmm. and hit me and all that kind of stuff. It was that, you know, and the same is true with, with correcting people. The, the most effective approach is not lecturing and yelling. A, a gentle approach, and it also works with outreach, you know, when you're trying to, yeah, and we get in these fights with people. It, it, that's we're gonna win the argument and lose the sale. You know, it's it's like that. Yeah, we're gonna win that battle, but lose the war. Yeah. Did yeah. you think that this was about winning an argument? <laughs> you know, we can. We're learning with uh, in, on our pastoral staff. We were just talking about that. We can disagree with those that we're hoping to reach for Christ and still love each other and not get disagreeable. You know. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's amazing. And, be and it, gentle. And we see it all through the scripture. Always be ready to give an answer for the hope that's in you, but do it with gentleness and with respect. And I think if that's going to lead people to to yield their heart, is we got to be gentle and respectful. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, a gentleness again is not willing to you know hey, you know I'm gonna, but a lot of people attack. Right. I've had this conversation with people. I said, I would rather be known for what I'm for than what I'm against. Yeah. I don't want to stand up there and, oh, you got to, right now. It's usually a I would rather tell you what I'm for. It's a straw man instead of a real person. Yeah. Yeah. And and that kind of thing. But then there's the reward. This is the interesting thing. And we'll we'll kind of wrap up with this whole idea. The the reward for gentleness, and and we miss it a lot. Yeah. Right? What what does Jesus say in, 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 in the Beatitudes? Blessed are the meek, that's gentle, for they will inherit the earth. It's brought to them. Yeah, it, it's brought to them. Look, if you want to be gentle, if you're willing to allow the Spirit to guide you in gentleness, you will inherit the earth. Yeah, right. And some of this is like it, you catch more flies with honey. Yeah, you know that kind of a thing, right? right? It, when we learn it, even the world knows that if you are gentle, that goes a long way. Yeah, but yet 
they can't do it. I just know I can't bless my life ultimately. I, I know God has to bless it, right? <laughs> and when yeah. you know that, you stop trying to bless your life. It's like, I'm going to serve God, and then I'm going to let him please. So it's the old please God, please, you know. My goal is to please God, and I'll leave him to please me, you know? Yeah, it's, it's huge. I give up pleasing me, and I and I reassign myself to please God. I'll put a smile on his face. He's going to take care of the smile on my face. And um, that looks gentle in the world when you have that commitment, Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. So this is this is gentleness in a nutshell. And so hopefully you, you you grasp this whole idea of that. It's not weak. You can still be confrontational. You can still be standing for what you believe. But you do it with a gentleness of spirit, a gentleness of heart. It's in how right. you talk, right. in how you treat, and how you not what you stand for. Right. You can do this with gentleness and respect. And it's supernatural, not natural. So yes. it goes back to this is another thing we, we get as we walk in the Holy Spirit. We're walking in yeah, the Spirit. It's another quality of His presence in us. It looks gentle. It looks meek, tame, under control, toward self, toward God, that comes out in a soft approach, a meek approach to the world, instead of a rough, forceful approach. It's, you know, my life, it's, it's God putting His hand over my mouth and going, don't yeah. say that. When, when I'm it, closer it in has, I'll tell you, it has the strongest impact when it's in someone like, like Scott. Scott, you're a very strong leader. You're competitive. And when you are quiet and gentle, it, we know it's the Holy Spirit. You know, and I think that's where the best examples are the ones who, who naturally are not like that. They're, naturally, I'm going to win. I'm going to beat you. I'm strong. I'm going to be aggressive and forceful. It's like when you see that soft approach, you know it's God. And I think it looks the best in the lives of the people who are otherwise not that way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So gentleness is, is, is a nature we all need because the world needs it, and God knew it, and it's, it's part of who he is, and so we get to learn from that. Right. So for the Spirit, next week. Last one. Last one. I can barely control myself. Uh, so if you got that joke, join us next week. We hope you have a great week, everybody. Continue to live out your faith and be the message. Walk in the Spirit this week. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.